In the past few weeks, we've been discussing our position as God's children, and particularly God's adopted children. We have talked about knowing who we are, the fact that we are the children of the Most High God and the adopted children of God because we have received the spirit of adoption that we are able to cry, Abba, Father. We have learned that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. We are children of the Most High King. And because of that, we are heirs of God and fellow heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as heirs, we have inheritance. Inheritance as adopted children of God, all the goodies at home belong to us. So we have access to peace, we have access to joy, happiness, we have access to all the blessings of God, we have access to healing, we have access to prosperity, and so forth. We have also established the fact that God is our Father, and that is why we can call him Abba, Father, and that is a kind of a relationship we have with God, our Father. And when the Bible talks about Abba, it's just the same as Father, but in Aramaic, Abba is daddy. So it's a kind of repetition, giving emphasis, making sure that now we are not just God's creation, but we are the children of God, God's adopted children. And that is why we can call him daddy father, Abba father. And so we have looked at the fact that God is our father. So we know who we are. We know who our daddy is. And we have also talked about knowing our home, where our home is. And we have identified that our home is in heaven. Today we are continuing with knowing who our family members are. Once you belong to a family, you should know. You should be curious, especially if you are adopted and you have been brought into this family of yours. You should know who the family members are. And we have been talking about these family members. I want to repeat so that we are clear in our minds who the family members are. So number one, we have God the Father. So we have a new relationship with God the Father. God as the family head. So he is God our Father. Because of what Christ has done, God the righteous judge is now our God the loving Father. He is the head of the family. And scripture tells us that because of our adoption, God is now approachable because we are his children. We can go to him at any time and then have access to him. We don't need any mediator except our big brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we can go to the Father. And so we have God the Father as the family head in this new family relationship that we are in. And secondly, we have God the Son. So we also have a new relationship with God the Son. And so Jesus is the co-head of the family. Scripture says that the Father has put everything under his feet. And so he is the head 
of the family. But co-head, God the Father is the head, but he has given that duty to the Lord Jesus Christ to reign and rule. He is our savior, the one who paid for our justification, but now he is our big brother. So when we bring it into the family relationship, Jesus Christ is our brother. When you read from Hebrews chapter 2 and from verse 10, Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 10, in bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them, that is us, brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. So God is not, Jesus is not ashamed to call us his very brothers and sisters. And I believe that as he has sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who is preparing us. One day in glory, the Lord Jesus Christ will stand before the Father and he will present us, you and myself, adopted children, brothers and sisters, to the Father and tell him that, my Father, all those that you gave me, I have watched over them, I have sustained them, and here they are in your presence. I have been careful not to lose one of them. All of my adopted brothers and sisters are here. And I believe that on that occasion, when the Father had welcomed us home and has told us, well done, faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little Come and I will make you rulers to reign over many cities. Our heart will be glad. That is when we will know the full beauty and love of this new family that we are in. Brother, sister, know that you belong to a big family. You belong to a very large family. You are not alone. God the Father is the head of the family. He is our Abushnia Penny now. We can approach him at any time because he has adopted us into this new family. Another member we have in the family is the Holy Spirit. So we also have a new relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. Actually, when Jesus was leaving, he said, I will not leave you alone. I will send you the comforter. When he comes, he will teach you, he will help you. Even in a prayer, he will help us. So it is the Holy Spirit who is preparing us. He is instructing us through that still small voice, corrects us, rebukes, so that we always come back to ourselves. He teaches us the rules and the regulations in this new family. And he encourages us and gives us the strength and the grace to be able to abide by everything that God the Father, the family head, is telling us to do. So the Holy Spirit is with us. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit resides and dwells in us. So when I move, when I go, when I sleep, when I wake up, God the Holy Spirit is with me. I am never alone wherever that I am. So be happy and know that you are not alone. You belong to a very big family. Hallelujah. I'm saying that when you have God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, 
and all the legions of angels of heaven with you, you are more than a conqueror. You move not alone. There's this interesting WhatsApp message or video that I saw about a police officer who was determined to arrest a taxi driver. So he stopped him and then asked him, where's your license? And the driver was able to produce the license. Then he asked him again, where's your fire extinguisher? He was able to produce that. He checked his ties. He checked the roadworthy. Everything was okay. But he still wanted to get him. So he asked him, are you married? Then he said, yes. Then he asked him, where's your marriage certificate? Then he said, oh, officer, marriage certificate. Then he said, yes, I want to know your true identity. These days, there are all kinds of people driving. Fortunately, he had used that recently, so it was in the car. He took it out and gave it to him. So there was nothing more he could say. It was in the evening, so he asked him, so drive, why are you driving alone at this time? Are you not working? And then he said, officer, I am not alone. He said, you are not alone. What do you mean? He said, I'm not alone. I have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and all the angels with me in my car. And the officer said, what? In this small car, and you have God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all the angels inside this small car, you are arrested for overloading. So you see, you are not alone. When we move, we are overloaded with the heavenly angels. And so know that nothing shall come near you that will overcome you. Because you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit with you. But what I want to dwell more is the next family members follow believers. So new relationships with believers. So we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and believers. I will dwell more on this one. All of us who have been adopted have now been united through the blood of Jesus and we have become brothers and sisters in Christ. All of us, those of us here at PIWC Kokomlemle, you and myself, we are brothers and sisters. Not only here, but all other believers outside here, in all the other churches, in all the other nations, in all the other towns, wherever that they are, once they profess the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, we have been united and have brought together as brothers and sisters through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Naturally, we have our own early family, brother, sister, we came there through the birth from our father and mother. Through their union, they brought us forth. But we have a more superior family relationship here. Because this one, it was not the blood of a human being that brought us together as brothers and sisters. But it was through the blood of God himself. When the angel visited Mary, he told her that, the power of the Most High God shall come upon you and you shall conceive. And so Jesus Christ is God complete. The blood inside him is different from what you and mine. You know, our blood group will be different because his father's blood was the one that brought him on earth. And so when he was on the cross and the blood dropped on the ground, that is why he had the power to cause earthquake. Because it was no ordinary blood. It was that sinless blood. 
He did not know any sin. And it is this blood that has given birth to you and myself. And that is why we are superior brothers and we are superior sisters. And so we are family. We are brothers and sisters. Let me talk about some few values and principles of this new family. Number one, we share the love of the Spirit. We share the love of the Spirit. John 13, 34 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So in the Spirit, he said, a new command I give you, love as I have loved you. And so go through the Holy Spirit has brought us together in love. In love. Not only that, but secondly, we also have the unity of the Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, he has brought us together as one. Ephesians chapter 2, 18 and 19 says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Through him... We both have access to the Father by one spirit. So there is this bonding that makes us one. And that is through the Holy Spirit. So we have the unity of the spirit. We have the love of the spirit that we share. Secondly, we have the unity of the spirit that we also share. And so through the Holy Spirit, we also become one. Amen. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, oh, bind us together. The third is that we also share the glory of the Spirit. We share the glory of the Spirit. So we share the love of the Spirit. Secondly, the unity of the Spirit. And number three, the glory of the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So the Spirit causes us to share the glory of the Lord. He causes us to share the glory of the Lord. And that is why we are talking about building a glorious church. God wants the church to be a glorious one. He wants people to see his glory within us and in the church. Wherever you go, wherever you are, the glory of God surrounds you. And he wants you to walk in that glory. You are no ordinary human being. No ordinary person. You walk in the glory of the almighty God. And because of the glory, when that glory is seen on your face, that alone should be able to grant you uncommon favor. Because the glory of the almighty God is upon you. And when we are united and in love and enjoying the glory of God, the result is that there is fruitfulness in the church. There is fruitfulness. Psalm 133, Psalm 133 from verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. 
It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. And so as we share the fellowship of the Spirit, may the blessings of the Almighty God fall on us. May we receive the dew of Hermon falling from Mount Zion unto our very head, running down from our face, through our chest, our hands, our stomach, through our legs, the sole of our feet, everywhere. May the Lord cause his blessing to flow through us. Amen. Attitude towards one another in the family. Let us look at now, come closer to the family. This family that we are in, what attitude should we put up? What attitude should we put up? Number one, love one another. So I want to emphasize the love. Attitude towards one another in this family. Number one, love one another. So let me say this again, John 13, 34. A new command. In the Old Testament, we have commandments, ten commandments. But here Jesus is saying that I am giving you a new command. And this new command is one. Love one another. How are we supposed to love one another? And he gives the answer. As I, the Lord Jesus, have loved you, so you must love one another. And how did Jesus love the church? He loved the church to the extent that he even gave his life for the church. And so in this family, this is exactly what Jesus wants us to do. This is the attitude that we should put up. Loving one another. Caring for one another. Being concerned about one another. Having compassion for one another. Going the extra mile and wanting to do everything for your brother or your sister in this family. So that your sister or brother will be saved, will be delivered, will be successful, will be alright, will be healed. And so we are supposed to love one another in this family. Even as Jesus Christ loved us. When Paul was trying to explain what love all means, then he said, if you could speak with the voice of angels and you have no love, it is like empty barrels just making noise. And even if you could put yourself to be burned for people and there is no love, but you are just doing it out of soul, it profits nothing. And then he continues that love is kind, love is patient, love understands, love does not keep records of the wrong and play back and always say that last year you did this to me. Two months ago you did the same thing. Today you have done it again. I know tomorrow you are going to do it again. No, love does not keep record of the wrong. But in allow that love to overcome every weakness that we have. And so brother, sister, this is the love that we are talking about. So that we can go the extra mile for one another in this new family of God that we have found. There's a story about a Scottish young man called John Bidderwolf. The story is that they were sailing and then they found that a ship had wrecked in the storm somewhere. But then a lifeboat had been able to rescue them 
except one. And so the captain of that ship wanted volunteers to go and rescue that one man as well. And there was this young man, John Wolf, volunteered that he would go and rescue that man. The sea was still rough. The storm was still raging. The mother was in that ship. She was traveling with her son. And so when she realized that the son wanted to go, she quickly went and just hugged him and said, my son, you can't do this. Remember a few years ago, your dad died at sea. He was a seaman. And a short while ago, you know your brother also went to sea. We have not seen him to date. Maybe he has also gone underground. We don't know. Why do you want to go? You are the only one that I have. If you go, I would have lost everything. And in tears, pleading with John, John gently took the mother's arms off her neck and gave her a kiss and said, Mother, I can't stay while I know that there is somebody out there who needs help. Please allow me to go and God will take care of us. Don't worry about that. And so he jumped onto the lifeboat together with a couple of others. And then they went. Hours on ending, they were not coming. But thank God, a few hours later, the captain saw that the lifeboat was coming. And so he shouted out to them, Have you been able to save that man? And then John was number one who got up from the lifeboat and shouted back. And said, Sir, we have been able to rescue the man. Please find my mom and tell mommy that that person who was rescued was my big brother William and I'm bringing him along. And when they got to the boat, what joy. Little did he know, John knew that he was going to rescue William. But when he gave out his all, God came in and he was able to do that. May we go the extra mile in this family. This is a family of love. And may we enjoy that family. Number two, encourage one another. In this family, we encourage ourselves. Encourage one another. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Hebrews 3, 13 says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You can also add Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Encourage one another daily. We all need encouragement. Sometimes some people will be more discouraged than you. When you think about yourself alone, it doesn't help. But people need encouragement, especially in this COVID-19 period. With all kinds of problems and difficulties and challenges, let us encourage ourselves. Let us encourage one another. And so I have come to encourage you with the words of God that God is faithful. He is still God. He is still on the throne. When you think that all is lost, remember that you have a God who understands. You have a God who listens. You have a God who is not only the creator of this world, but he is your father and he is the head of the family that you now belong to. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. God is still God. I remember a few years ago when our mission house was gutted with fire. And then 
we from church had gone and we saw our house on fire with two fire tenders back there doing nothing and saying that the stage at which we have reached, we need to allow the house to burn. And the house was burning. And everything that was inside. And when I looked and then I saw the house on fire, the song came to me right away in my heart. Exalted one is he on the throne, around the throne are the heavenly host. Bow before him, the holy one, the Lord God Almighty is he on the throne, is worthy of the Lord God Almighty is he on the throne, is worthy of praise. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. When you find yourself doubting, when you find yourself disturbed, when you find yourself worried, thinking that you can't go any further, remember that if you have come this far, the one who has brought you this far can take you farther. If God has remembered you and has brought you this far, remember that the same person who took you out of trouble some years back, the same person who has watched over your life till date. The same person who when you got sick, he delivered you. The same person that when we got into that difficulty, he rescued you. He is the same today. For yesterday, today, and forever, our Savior is the same. He will never leave you alone. He has promised that I will be with you to the end of the ages. He will be with you. He is the faithful God. And remember that he is still on the throne. The next attitude you need to develop as family member is that spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Hebrews 10.24 says, And let us consider how we may spare one another on toward love and good deeds. Spare one another on. If you see your brother engaging good deeds, spare them on. Push them on. Get them apart at the back. And then let them carry on. Let us spare one another on. Instead of backbiting and pulling, let us push ourselves up. For if we win, if he wins, if she wins, all of us have won. In this family, it's not about one person winning, but it is about all of us winning. In this family, we need to motivate one another. The next thing is that build one another up. 
in this family, we seek to build one another up. Build one another up. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. First Thessalonians 5:11 says, "Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Build each other up. Add value to one another. Let us make sure we make the life of another person a little more good, a little better. Let us make sure that we are always behind one another and giving all the support that we can. The next attitude we need in this family, serve one another. Serve one another. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. And then add John chapter 13, 12 to 17. Let's write the next point. Forgive one another. Very important. Forgive one another. For God has forgiven us, we are to forgive one another. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 32, Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. We will definitely offend one another as brothers and sisters. For as brothers and sisters who move together, and as we are moving together, for all you know, we may offend one another. And so what? If you offended a little bit, it's all part of it. It all makes us to be able to get into that maturity that we want. And so when you offend one another, and this was something that Peter asked Jesus Christ, if my brother offend me, how many times should I forgive? And the number Jesus gave him, he said, wow, if this is the case, it's going to be tough. You see, we need to keep on keeping on and making sure that there is no bitterness amongst us at all. Let us forgive one another. Another attitude in this family, live in harmony with one another. Live in harmony with one another. Romans 12, verse 16. Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. So live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Don't be too high that you can't talk to another person. Don't be too bossy. No, but we are brothers and sisters. Come down. Don't be like a peacock or the turkey. But make sure we are all together. For it is by grace that we have our being. You can be so big. But if God takes the little life in you, you become nothing. It means that we have to live in harmony with one another. Let us enjoy the presence of each other. You know, be a sweet person. That when that person gets around and says, Ah, you've made my day. If I have not greeted you today. And so, open up. You see your brother, your sister, open up to them. If you're not for COVID, we'll be hugging ourselves and telling ourselves that, ah, brother, I miss you so much. Sister, I miss you so much. But if you walk with your head up, not even greeting one another, that is not the practice as a family member in this particular family that you are in. Next attitude, live at peace with one another. Live at peace with one another. Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with one another. 
The next point is that pray for one another. James 5, 16. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. We are supposed to pray for each other. James says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So all what God is waiting for is that we pray for ourselves. And then he will show us the miracles, the signs and wonders. Today, as we are about to pray, may the Lord be attentive to your prayer. May God listen to our prayer. Because with the unity of the spirit, we are going to pray. And may the Lord bring solutions. May the Lord bring answers to prayer. May the Lord visit you right now, wherever you are. May the Lord visit you. May he touch you. May he bring you instant healing. If you are sick in the name of Jesus, if there is something you are praying about and it is delaying, as a family member, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that as you lift up your mouth and your voice to pray, may the Lord listen to your prayer and bring answers now. For he is the prayer answering God. If there is anything that your heart desire, may our God, Lord Almighty, bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. The final one I want to talk about is that carry one another's burdens. Carry one another's burdens. Let us carry each other's burdens. For we are all in this together. Don't think that your burden is so great and therefore you will not think about another person. You don't know the kind of burden the other person has. All you need to do is to find time and get around and talk about it. For we are brothers and sisters. A story that um, Apostle Professor Pokunina told us recently about a young graduate who had completed school, no work, he was looking for a job to do. He had searched and searched, he was not getting anything. He found an advert that they were looking for people at the zoo. And so he went there, attended the interview, and they said that the job that we have for you here is that you are going to mimic like a monkey. You are going to behave and act like a monkey. We used to have a monkey here, and that when the monkey displayed, we were getting a lot of gets and visitors, but since the monkey died, the visitors are no longer coming. And so we want you to act like one, so that through that, visitors will come. The job was not too appealing, but he needed money. So he decided to do it. So they trained him, they dressed him, you know, put a monkey gorilla costume on him. He had lived in the village, so about climbing trees and things, he was also good at it. And Sooner or later he started the job, visitors were coming because he was entertaining them real good. And people were happy and going to the zoo. One day, unfortunately, while displaying, jumping from one tree branch to the other, the branch broke. And guess where he fell? Into the lion's den. When he got to the lion's den, he was so frightened. So he then shouted, Hey, imagine me, Somebody come to my aid and rescue me. I'm a human being. I'm not a monkey. And then to his amazement, he heard a feedback from one of the lions. You better keep quiet. We are all like you. So he didn't know that all the lions who were all human beings acting. He thought he was the only broke man. And then looking for money, you are going to behave like a monkey, not knowing that there are even more people who are behaving better than you. We are all in this together. You are not alone. And so let us stand by one another.
Let us not be selfish in this family. But let us be concerned about one another. Go around each other and then support and help each other. When we do that, this family of God will continue to grow and grow and grow. I pray that we will be like the New Testament church who devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and all the things they did were one. They were in unity. They were in fellowship. And because of that, Scripture says that God's favor was upon the church. And then they had favor with the people. May God grant us favor. May the favor of God come upon us. May the favor of the people come upon us that wherever we are, we will display the fact that we belong to a superior family. A new family where love reigns, where peace reigns, where joy reigns, where the presence of God is with us. Know the family that you belong to and live your life according to the dictates of that family.